Keeper. Yeah, the same me. What the hell? What are you doing? Yeah. No, we put you in charge, remember? Well, Talk, uh, you guys have fucked up once again. Welcome, everybody, to Torchlit Tavern's Halloween special. We have some exciting guest action today. Maybe. We do? Maybe not. Find out, suckers. What? We don't have a guest. I, I fucked that up. I hey, didn't everybody. agree to a guest. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Torchlit Tavern. You starting again? Today, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm starting again, Ryan. I, I fucked okay. up the last one that's been deleted. Why, why you gotta put me on a spot like that, man? Oh, my sure. bad. Yeah, I deleted it. Yeah. Uh, so it's out. today we are beginning uh, what Unpause. I promised to be a one-part Halloween special. But you all have been here, and you nice. all know that that'll be at least two parts. So uh, today, one I, part. Mitch, one am your keeper. Part. And I am being joined by some of our legacy cast here. Everybody, let's go around the cable. To my left is... Hold on. Is it just us here today? Yeah, it's just that. Yeah, no, I, I did not agree to having a guest. This it was too much. We're trying to take it easy on the off season. Remember? I mean, he said we've got guests. I don't know. I, I thought don't I heard we had a guest. Anyway, to his left, whatever that means nowadays, is uh, Jameson Oxford, normally your dungeon master. Today, playing the Gumshoe in Monster of the Week because this is our Halloween episode once again. So yeah, I'm the Gumshoe. My name is Detective Tate Moss, and we'll talk more about him later. But for now, to my left. Hey. Hey, 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 it's Ryan, and today I am playing, once again, Orangey Pritchett, the Spooky. It's Jeff, here joining you as the Irish Railway Man, the mundane, Marley O'Shaughnessy. It's good to be here. And uh, what do we do now, Keeper? (laughs) Well, uh, we're going to do some uh, train sweeping, because we ain't no tavern today. So, no, it's been a long time since you guys have heard from me. It's good to be back. Don't forget, you can find Torchlit Tavern on all kinds of platforms. All you gotta do is look up Torchlit Tavern. We're on Facebook. We're on Patreon. We're on Twitter. We're on a whole bunch of other stuff. Plug us into Google. You'll find us. We have all of those things. But you probably won't find anything super uh, recent because we've been on a little bit of a hiatus as we go from Campaign 1 to Campaign 2. You're going to see our holiday episodes that we love to do, but uh, they're going to be infrequent for the holiday and then eventually we will start up campaign two that is the intent but we're just we're just taking a break just we'll keep bear you with updated us. yeah we'll keep you updated we'll try to keep you entertained we also have a, a tiktok that i'm hoping to get us all to be more active on you fucking pieces of shit no uh i haven't got doubted. a call in for that <laughs> and we have the twitch which we do bi-weekly we're doing the uh a campaign that doesn't involve Jay as the DM again, which he loves. Uh, and we have just recently started doing uh, a sideshow on that in preparation for the next campaign. So if you want to get some more campaign information, come on down to the Twitch. I can't tell you which week it'll be that stuff, but you'll figure it out, I'm sure. <laughs> and the newest place that you'll be able to find us, which I hope will be live by the time you hear me say this on the air, is our Discord, which we are currently, at the time of recording, oh, setting up for user yeah. and listener engagement. 
So it's going to be a place that we can offer some more private access to our Patreons. You can chat with us. You can chat with our guests. You can see what's going on. And the normal people can too. So it's open to everyone. Obviously, if you're a Patreon, you get special privileges because you are our beloved corporate overlords. And without any further ado, I think that leaves us ready to start. Once again, our investigators find themselves in a luxurious train car, well beyond the normal means with which they could afford. However, the rail car driver company has provided for them greatly once again. The familiar fountain for soda pop sits at the bar, and the train car is pleasantly quiet, despite the sound of the wheels on the track and the occasional blow of the whistle as the engine vents steam. It has been some time, over six years in fact, since the players have been on a car like this, they take a moment to reintroduce themselves, reacquainting after a long period of seldom interaction and enjoying the luxury and relative peace of the moment before venturing into what will no doubt be a desperate and trying time. The train attendant slides the door to the compartment open and first to enter is Detective Tate Moss. So, Tate Moss is a man in his late 30s, rail thin and taller than most. He is a Swedish-German immigrant currently living out of New York City, who, until a few years ago, made his living solving mysteries or disturbances for the transcontinental railway companies. But Woodson Guthrie, the strange soft-spoken caretaker he hired for his offices, taught Detective Tate Moss some valuable lessons. One, that the noble janitorial arts paid much better than he thought, and two, that there's something messy going on in the lands of the Americas. The last five years, Detective Tate Moss has done his best to learn what he could from Guthrie, but it was like trying to copy some sort of alien demigod, and eventually Moss had to go back to what he knew best, investigation. Five years later, and the railway no longer employs him regularly, but Moss still rides the rails to remote corners of Manifest Destiny's dead ends, resolving the quieter, nastier issues of the country. He hasn't been in touch with his more occult friends, determined lately to prove that they are either wrong about the nature of the world, or learn more about the unnatural world for himself. The only person still receiving semi-regular correspondence is Marley O'Shaughnessy, as Tate Moss tries to compare notes on what he finds out in the American outskirts. Uh, Detective Moss settles himself into the compartment, and shortly thereafter, the door, opened again by the same smiling attendant, admits Marley O'Shaughnessy. Marley O'Shaughnessy is an old blood Irishman out of New York City who's been working on the railroad for years and has become well known in the industry by the workers and, and the industry itself. After his first couple jobs consulting with Detective Moss, he began to take on other work in his spare time. He began to see signs of more cases and, and learn the truth. Being an old blood, he already was pretty superstitious. Now he, he's begun to help people out. That doesn't mean he doesn't swing that spike hammer when he needs to and work that railroad to keep his pockets full. Over the last five years, he's become more intimate with the unknown and still keeps in contact with Detective Moss, at least every now and again. The party so far, Detective Moss and Mr. O'Shaughnessy, uh, spend a considerable amount of time waiting, in fact, wondering when their third party member is to arrive because Detective Moss had been informed that Orangey Pritchett had also been invited to this endeavor, though he did not know yet what the endeavor was. After some time, uh, there is 
a rustling sound towards the back of the cavern, and Orangey Prickett steps out of the cargo compartment, rattling a glass of favorite sarsaparilla. Fantastic. I got you. Thank you very much. Uh, Orangey walks in with some, uh, like you said, some sass, some wonderful, wonderful sarsaparilla, and they are going through uh, what I can only describe as a bit of a uh, black parade phase. Uh, they're looking a little. The clothes are a little more tight, let's say. They're not as loosey-goosey as they were before. But um, the black makeup is actually makeup now and not shoe polish or mud. And uh, the, the hair is cut a little closer to the shoulders, but it's, it's not quite as raggedy. They're looking a little more clean cut, weirdly. But they're here, and they have been uh, trying to figure out the strange mystery behind the necklace that they found that gives them their powers. And not knowing very many people out in the world and not really corresponding with anyone at all whatsoever and not having any leads, they've just kind of been floating around the country. Uh, Last known position they were in, uh, Wichita, Kansas, having heard that perhaps someone might know something there, but immediately got correspondence from Marley O'Shaughnessy and left immediately. Well, as they say, we're not in Kansas anymore. We're in fact on the railway moving west. Once again, towards uh, the Arizona and Nevada territories. Seems like a lot of things happen way out west. The attendant chimes a bell at the door and enters once again. And this time he leads in a messenger who greets the party of investigators. Uh, good day, Mr. Moss, he says, looking around the cabin, unsure of who he's addressing. Detective Tate Moss, rail thin, bowler cat, tips it off. Uh, excuse me, thank you. Yes, my name is Tate Moss. It is good to see you. I have been given this correspondence that I am led to believe is your working orders for this uh, endeavor that you're on, and uh, good luck. He hands it to you, and he departs. Thank you. The messenger attendant hands a note to, I keep wanting to say doctor, hands a note to Detective Tate Moss. Yes, It is written on fine paper, scrolled in fine, Went to janitorial school, I'm a doctor now. Handwriting. Scrolled in fine ornate handwriting and reads as the follows. Dear Moss and Company, stop. Okay. I have encountered an issue in our region that I believe you could assist with. Stop. Please take with your utmost urgency to the town that I've indicated below and assist us with this problem. Stop. Payment has been arranged, as well as travel expenses have been arranged with your former employer, the railway company. Stop. I hope that you will find that these conditions are to your liking and I hope that you will be able to assist us in what we seek to resolve as urgently as possible. Stop. I do implore you that the pay will be compelling, as well as the fact that our issues have been affecting the great many lives of immigrants such as yourself. Stop. I hope to see you again soon, and I hope that you travel well and safely. Stop. I don't know what I'm supposed to stop, Molly. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) I know. It's, uh, yeah. I I realized what I was doing to you guys, and I'm sorry. So, another mystery on our hands. And this time, the mysteries who hired us, huh? Yes, everything is a mystery. Oh, Orangey, it's good to see you. You as well, Marty. Hello, Moss. Hello, Orangey. It's good to see you too. Well, it's good to have someone here like around. Yes, ha- happy to be here. Uh, so, Moss. The train continues to travel onwards, moving steadily forward to its final destination. The party settles in, they enjoy the luxurious state of the suite, and they look forward to another mystery 
though they're unsure as to how it will play out, or even who their contracted employer is. Many things that they hope will be revealed in time, things that will be revealed soon indeed. Many hours of a train ride later, the detectives, full of soda and luxury, arrive at an old, dingy train station. Once again, not much more than a platform and a check-in booth. The train rolls with its wheels screeching to a stop on the iron rails, and they depart. The weather is hot, the land is open and barren, there's very little here. The horizon is dotted with mesas and a sparse accoutrement of ragged old sad dead trees, shrubberies, bushes, and rock outcroppings. Once again, they are greeted by an attendant. Uh, Detective Moss and company, I presume? I tip my hat. Uh, I have been requested to direct you to the saloon up the road. That is where your contact will meet you. Uh, you, I apologize, but you do not have much time as the train came in later than expected. Okay. Um, I sort of lean over to Marley and Orgy, and I say, as uh, Marley said before, be prepared. We don't really know what we're walking into, but that's become pretty standard for us nowadays, hasn't it? Relatively. Marley, uh, he reaches into his Pico pocket and pulls out a small box. Uh, upon opening it, you notice it, it, that it's rounds, but not normal rounds. They they seem to be special in some way. And as he looks at him, he looks over and he goes, well, now I'm a little bit more prepared. And he checks him over and he closes him and he puts him back in his pocket. And then he takes the revolver out from behind his back, clicks it, uh, breaks it open, makes sure that his rounds are solid in there and puts it back behind his back. I think I'm ready for anything. What are those? Oh, those? Well, in our time away, I got me some, uh, some special rounds for the old cult. Those are silver. Well, most of them. Silver, blessed by a priest, coated in holy oils. I have a couple in there that are, uh, that are different. I got a, I got a wood one. Believe it or not, that comes in handy. That reminds me, and I, uh, Detective Moss runs back onto the train before it takes off. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Moss, we're departing, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> and uh, the train starts moving forward. I step out the back end as it, as it goes by with a mop and bucket and my camera suitcase. Uh, roll me an act under pressure. The train is moving about 12 miles an hour by the time you get your things. Fantastic. and uh, that It's uh, cool, right? I believe that's a plus cool. Yeah. Act under pressure, yeah. Yeah, so that's a seven. That's, uh... Well, you didn't completely fail. That's something nope. happens, and yeah. you don't die, but it's not yeah. great, correct? Uh, there's usually, there's a repercussion to me succeeding, is what it is, typically is. So, Maybe, uh, what do you I'll do as you up. exit the back of the train? The train has pulled away to such extent that you are sort of running down the back of the train to get out of it to catch up with the platform, and you find yourself exiting the tail car just before it leaves the platform. Okay. What, what do you do? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to roll this, this mop and bucket... Uh, out the back end and onto the thing. I just feel like it just doesn't go as smoothly as it could have. Your mop bucket, the wheels, they don't catch the platform properly, and you are presented with the opportunity to save yourself or your mop. It's wheeled? Of course. It's a mop and bucket. They're always yeah. wheeled. <laughs> that was just a regular ass bucket. All right, cool. No, 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 no. Uh, so, so you're asking me for a price to pay? Yeah, the price to pay. Your so, choice is, you know in your moment of dress that you can save yourself or your mop. Save myself or the mop? Yep. Uh, well, the mop is uh, going to break because I'm going to save myself, sadly. Uh, and that's why I never quite made it as a janitor. Uh, that being said, it's really sad because when the mop 
So what happens is, as I'm trying to step out, I get tangled up in the mop and bucket, and the mop flies out, and you realize that it is not a mop, it is a gun, because I learned from Mr. Guthrie. And uh, as I try to cross the back end of the uh, train onto the thing, the, the gun mop gets attached to both ends of the walkway and just snaps it in half at the, at the handle, and I go falling forward. The water gets dumped all over me. It's great. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Keeper. You're welcome. I'm glad we were able to discuss such important business. Yep. Uh, you do have a short time period to move to the saloon. I assume that you do that next. But you may do whatever you wish. Uh, I'm going to walk walk over and uh, assist Moss back to his feet. Shaisa. Yeah. Are, are you uh, okay? Marley does the same. Marley goes, no. oh, if you weren't coming, you'd be going. I'll tell you that much. Thank you, Marley. Thank you, Orangey. And I shake out my sodden clothing and I go, well, I step back. I uh, I reach into my bag and I give you a uh, like a, I give you a rag and I go, wipe yourself down. Thanks. Well, so Orangey, yes, uh, y- you have come to terms with a bit of your nature, and it's hot here. It's too fucking hot here. It is nearly enragingly hot here. And while you are outside uh-huh. in the day, in the sun, in the elements, you are filled with just a, a brewing, seething rage. Is this? Oh, am I? Am I? <laughs> because you am, am I having a mood swing? Have a dark trait. <laughs> right now, yeah. I didn't do anything. <laughs> it's hot. You're in Nevada. It causes my mood swings. I don't know about you're, you. You're wearing black in Nevada, my friend. Let me tell you. Speaking as somebody who is both wearing black and in Nevada, he's right. It's Oz, I know. I know. I know you're having some trouble there. But if we do not get to the saloon quickly, I'm. We're gonna have problems. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um. Molly, let's go. I'm sure that the, my, the sun will dry me out on our way at this rate. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You move forward down the road. It's easy to find. This town, much like the other one, much like many in the area, is very little more than a road traveling away from the rail race with homes and stalls built on either side. I I walk up to a to a, a railway attendant and I go, where'd you put my mule? Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, what mule? My mule, Molly. I don't, I, Molly. I don't know if you've noticed. He was but the on train the train. Has, the train has left. I was told you were taking care of him. Uh, y- yes, sir. He's at the stables where we take care of animals while their owners are on business. You didn't put the mule on the train. N- no, sir. It was all <laughs> expenses paid ahead for for three passengers, sir. How do you expect me to get around without me mule? On your feet, sir. Are- he he gets up in this attendant's face, and he grabs a handful of his jacket, and he goes, Act under pressure. The attendant pulls out a switchblade. Let's do this. I'm Ex- ready. Excuse me? I see, I see that the stations in Arizona have not quite changed. We're in Nevada. <laughs> Nevada, whatever. What's the difference? <laughs> They're both hot and miserable, Fantastic. right? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? What's, uh, More what mesas. Add, what do you add to act under pressure? Uh, act under cool. pressure is cool. All right, so I just made seven. So uh, he takes a shot at you when you grab him. And uh, you are able to back away, and he cuts through the front of your coat, and he just holds it out in a low, a low brandishing position. Don't touch uh, me, sir. Marley goes. You know, I've had quite a day, quite a few days. 
Uh, or someone's pulled a knife on me. I'm going to walk up behind Marley and I'm going to just sir. start moving him away because it's very hot <laughs> and I need to leave right fucking now. But you, sir, are the bravest. As we are walking away, I'm going to turn around and my eyes are going to go entirely white and my hair is going to stand up and I'm going to cast hex as we are leaving. <laughs> you do that. Ah, yeah, yes. Um, on- We should get Onji to somewhere safe because at the rate our clothes are being ruined, they are next. As they are pushing me away, Marley is yelling, I'll be sending a bail for this for this coat. Um, I rolled a... Coats cost, cost money, you know. A five and three plus two weird. Uh, they, the target, contracts a disease. Uh, you oh see them uh, kind of bowl over just a little bit and they start coughing <laughs> up blood and I whisper to Marley, don't worry about it or you're next. Let us continue. And just like that, cholera was introduced to Nevada. Fantastic. All right. Well, yes, let's get you to that to that uh, saloon. And Marley, like, almost swoops you up to, like, make this move faster. Many thanks. <laughs> we go. We do it. We go to the next location. We've gotten a bit better at, at the magic thing. I see that. When you it's arrive terrifying. at the saloon, it is dimly lit, as all saloons are, because we are pre-electricity, ladies and gentlemen. Bullshit. But the windows are open, and there are no screens. Ah. It's daytime. You don't waste gas during the day. Thank you, Ryan, for getting the joke. Yep. <laughs> there wasn't a joke there. Sure. There was absolutely no joke about gaslighting. It was literal. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You arrive in the saloon, and uh, there's a table with a small paper card pinned up in the corner that says Moss and Company. There's obviously, it has been set aside for you. Oh, okay. At the saloon? It's all laid out. Uh, I immediately go up to the bar and order a, a sestero. Uh, y- yes, of course, uh... Yes, of course. The, the person tries to address you formally, doesn't really know how, because their brain is firing in both directions. Uh, that will be on the tab, I presume. Yes, thank you. And they uh, give you a sarsaparilla. Well, I've seen you order like five of those in the last hour. Don't worry about it. With ice. Okay. I like them. With ice in Nevada. Oh. Marley goes, uh, is your beer worth a shit, or should I just order the whiskey? I, I would order the whiskey, sir. The beer is worth shit. Perfect. Give me a whiskey. Make it a strong. Uh, rocks or not, sir? You got rocks here. Yes, sir. And he points to Orangey, who has, you know, like five or six ice cubes in their glass. Look at you, quite fancy. Are you going to charge me extra for it? Actually, it's not on my tab anyway. Put the rocks in there. <laughs> in fact, give me the whole bottle. And they do. <laughs> he grabs the bottle and the glass with the, the, the ice, and he walks to the table. Moss? Moss, are you going to get anything? Uh, 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 a clean towel and is the water... Uh, Clean, yeah. Uh, y- yes, you may afford water for drinking on your tab if you like. Yes, w- uh, water for drinking and a clean towel if you don't mind. I have a mess to clean up. <clears throat> he uh, points you to your table. I'll bring your things to you shortly. And uh, he directs you to where you're supposed to be seated. Takes a moment, brings things out on a brass platter, and provides you all the remainder of your things. For Detective Moss, a warm towel and a glass of iced drinking water. After barely a moment's wait, it is made evidently clear who your patron is as they enter the tavern. Justine, go ahead and oh. introduce yourself and your character. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we weren't getting a guest this episode. Yeah, this, what is this? I asked you about this. Look, yeah. it's, it's been lied to. It is a mystery. It is a mystery. Wait, right? is Ryan playing Justine? Is that a new character? He's he doubling up? Yes. Hello. Oh, okay. Hello. Wow, that Ryan, voice that's impressive. is fantastic, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> I got really good at them. Uh, Hi, Justine. So- 
Hello. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, looking forward to being a guest. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is actually my first podcast, so <gasps> I'm super excited. Hell yeah. Oh my god. That's so cool. You're on ours. We are honored. Yeah, who are you well, playing to- with us today? Uh, yeah. I am playing Janny Waters, a recent widow who is an ex- who is the expert. Okay. Uh, also well, a librarian. What's the expert's sort of move set or what's stick? their shtick? Yeah, what's their deal? Yeah, I have dedicated my life to the study of the unnatural. I know their habits and their weaknesses. I may not be the youngest or the strongest, but my knowledge makes me the biggest threat. All right. So All not right. so much combat, mainly knowledge based. I do have a flamethrower though, because apparently a flamethrower is on my list for some reason for wow. monster slaying weapons. I mean, they are they are they are an expert. So <laughs> that is a. Wild choice. All right. right. Do flamethrowers even <laughs> exist in this time period is really my, my first and only question. Who cares? She's a guest. She doesn't have to follow the rules. <laughs> I don't know, actually. I suppose I should actually introduce myself and stuff, huh? Yeah. That would, that would kind of Maybe. be relevant. That might be good. <laughs> might be. Yeah, so uh, my name's Justine. I go by Zelfie Forever on almost anything social media. I am a cosplayer and costume designer for various independent short films and some theater productions. I am also a social media manager, uh, just starting wow. out in that. And Wow. Okay. We, we, we need to talk to her <laughs> about that. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah. Um, my background is in film and television, but since COVID happened, I've had to change careers. For sure. Oh. Is there anywhere we can like check out yeah. your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I'm on Instagram. Uh, mainly, I mainly use Instagram for my costuming stuff. Uh, that is Zelfie Forever, X-E-L-F-I, letter four, and then the word ever. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, I also have a Twitch stream where, uh, also under the same username, uh, haven't really done much on that yet, but hoping to ramp that up a little more now that I'm starting to have a little more time. And yeah, that's basically that's basically me. <laughs> Rad. Thanks for coming on and yeah, doing your thing. It's uh, good to have you. Uh, and uh, how how did you know Mitch? He's the one who brought you on. Yes. Um, so I know Mitch through his Lost to the Aether LARP. Um, I play Dwarf, which some of you may have heard of, some of you might not, uh, but dwarf is i mean my real name is asbor deepstein but no one ever remembers that everyone just calls me dwarf uh yes i wear a beard because dwarven women wear beards damn it yes yeah it's canon in the world <laughs> i was i was like and you so wear, yeah that's where i know you Mitch. wear a beard do you do you, do you take it off okay no <laughs> you gotta gotta clarify she, she said she she said she wears a beard not that she grew a beard it's two different things Yes, mm. uh, it's a it's a yarn beard made by my fabulous friend Sky. Uh, yeah. Don't believe she's taking commissions right now on Etsy, but she is fabulous. Well, thank Justine for joining us, and so it, I guess describe your character since our keeper's gone. All oh, right, know. he did say that I walked into the he did say that I walked into yeah, the saloon. That, huh? That's where we're picking back up. I'm sure. Yes. All right. So um, walking into or stepping into the saloon you see a woman who looks to be in her early 20s who is wearing a rather nice uh, western dress that as she walks you can see that it has a, a split down the middle and she's wearing trousers and boots underneath 
but when she's standing still, it folds together like a dress, so you can't really see it unless she's moving. Uh, she has brown curly hair pulled up in a low ponytail underneath a wide-brimmed hat. And she will look around the she will look around for a bit and see you all sitting at the table and make her way over to you to you all. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Southern Bell accent. Oh lord. I practiced this. <laughs> Hell yeah. It'll probably be awful. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I just want you to know that that is perfectly acceptable. Awful is a staple of the Torchlit Tavern brand. Agreed. It's true. Okay. Uh, Detective Moss, I presume? Uh, Detective Moss, who's been trying to blot out his coat for the last 30 minutes, uh, like, s- just looks up and goes, oh, oh, yes, and he throws the towel on the table and steps up and, and takes his hat off. Uh, y- yes, uh, have we met? I haven't seen her name in any of the correspondence, correct? No. Okay, yeah. I, uh, are you the one we're meeting here? Yes, uh, Janny Waters. I was the one that sent you the letter, and, uh, I'm supposing since you're here, you got the letter. Uh, yes, we just, yes, uh, we did. Apparently, you, you got hold of all of us. Well, you're somewhat of a, uh, gotten somewhat of a, of a reputation out in these parts. Uh, really? We have a reputation. People don't know me. Yeah, Orangey. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of them before, or will again. Well, usually you're, uh, you're referenced as Detective Tate Moss and Company. Hey, ref- referenced where? And I'll pull out uh, a, uh, leaflet that's- <laughs> and show it to you all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I take this leaflet from her and I thumb through it. What do I see, Keeper? You this see- seems, This feels like a trap. It is. It is absolutely a trap. Uh, Detective Moss, I'm gonna need you to roll an act under pressure, or just roll me a cool- <laughs> A what? Because what? you have never been flustered like this in public before. <laughs> okay. okay. This well, is that... a level of embarrassment uh, close to when you found out how much more your janitor made than you. Okay, well, I thumbed through it and I rolled I rolled a nine. Uh, gives me a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay for what? I don't understand, but that's what's happening as I thumb yes, through this. Good, 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 good. So you flip through it and immediately you see your name. Detective yes. Moss, Tate Moss, Detective Tate Moss, on several pages, and it catches you off guard, and you I, then read through it what, again, What? What is? and it is about you, and it is a, about Marley O'Shaughnessy, and it even is about Orangey, and your other compatriots from before. It is some sort of short I narrative don't... leaflet about your adventures. Are there illustrations? Yeah, Buster yes. is in this. What is this? Does that there are illustrations. Does that say Detective Tate Moss and Company? Like it, it does. Moss looks at you, and, I, and I immediately hold it out to everyone on an illustrated page. Moss, how long have you had a company? And can I work there? Marley looks at it and he goes, "Well, I'll be damned, Buster isn't that? How did Buster I, get on a get on a fucking leaflet and couldn't make it to the fucking <laughs> couldn't make it here?" This is absolutely bullshit, I'll tell you that. Uh, for the listeners who may be concerned, we're going to pan back several hundred miles. And Buster sits cozy in a stall. <laughs> and he enjoys a bucket full of prime alfalfa notes. Back to you guys. I, I stare uh, lovingly down at the picture of Buster. Me and Buster. Buster and I bonded Because you fucked up when he handed you the leaflet on your act under pressure. You got flustered, and when you, when you went to hold it to him, you, like, you did, but you tore out the page... Of the book, so you've got like in one hand you've got the book, and in the other hand oh. you have the illustration page, and it's very embarrassing. I look up at 
at this young lady, this not young lady, right? You're early are you 20s. A young lady? I Middle aged for West. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, late, late like, teens. Yeah. <laughs> young look, adult. I look up at this lady uh, and go, did you make these? If you didn't, who did? And where did you get it? Are there more? I have so many questions. <laughs> I'll be answered, I'm sure. Uh, I'll work for uh, a branch of the library, of a library within the cities. Uh, me and my girls came out here to spread leaflets and pamphlets and newspapers and literature to this, to this fine town. We ride around on our pack horses and deliver them to all the farmers and the homesteaders that are living here. There's there's a likes and dislikes for each of us. How did you know I like sarsaparilla? My sources are very varied and I know I know a lot of I know a lot of people connected to you. You have liberty to say whatever you want here. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't sure how much I wasn't sure how much no, no, I was allowed good. to. No, no, you're good. You're good. Say what you need them. to. Say what you need to. You're a guest. You're the only person on this episode that matters. It's true. And and th- these are done once a year, which means if you take wild swings, we're just gonna roll with it. <laughs> so, hold on here. Uh, this is about the spooky shit that we were in here last, that we dealt with last time we were around here. But why does anyone know about this? One and two. If what you brought us here for relates to this, which would make sense. Orange is here, right? What, pray tell, do you need us for? Ah, oh, yes. Well, I suppose I should get to that, uh, and then she will take a seat and take off her hat. Uh, so, most people around here consider these a work of fiction, or tall tales, as you might call it. But yeah, there have been some occurrences. So, over... The reason why I uh, wired you all to come here was that over the last year and a half, there's been a surprising amount of unusual deaths in the area. Me and my girls have just recently came here, so we're still in the middle of some researching. But, uh, it's not un- As far as I know, uh, it's not uncommon for drownings to happen and thing during a rainy season due to flash floods. But these last 18 months, we've seen over 14 deaths. Which is very high. That is quite high. Deaths by drowning? Yes, in which the is- desert. Yes, that's why it's so unusual. Uh, it seemed to be happening in open stretches of the desert, not in a valley with no hills nearby. There's not really any reason for Flash Flood that serious. Um, I gotta ask the Keeper, is it rainy season? Because, like, Marley's a traveler, right? He's He's been all around, so he kind of knows. It is areas. the western U.S. Um, and so if there's anyone that doesn't really know how the weather works out here, it is not the rainy season. But it is the pre-rainy season. The season where you get rain, but you don't get a... Like, it's not unheard of for it to happen, but you don't get a lot of it. Right. It's pretty difficult for people to drown. Right. So Marley goes... Marley looks at you even more puzzled and goes, You're aware it's not even close to the right... Well, it's close, but it's not even the season in which you should be getting anywhere near enough rain for someone to drown in. Yes, where I'm aware. That's why I called you. I thought yeah, I, of, it was you, something suspicious. That's what I thought. Okay, uh, all right. Um, Just, you know, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, you know. She seems well informed as to what we do, Molly. Uh, obviously, she called us because we uh, 
deal with these sort of Marley things. Marley O'Shaughnessy, the brains of the party. Yeah. You know everything about us and our endeavors, but you're aware that it's hard to drown with no water, right? <laughs> I hold it up and I go, this says Detective Tate Moss and Company versus the vampires. What the hell? Well, that's just patently false. We didn't fight any vampires. Yeah, no. I mean, I didn't with you. I did come across what I was pretty sure was a bloodsucker, but when I put the wood bullet in him, he died. But that could have been anything. Yeah, the people die when you put bullets in their molly. Yes, unless they don't, which is a thing that I've had to worry about. What was that bloodsucker's name? The one that I put a bullet yes. in. Yes. Oh, the one I put a bullet in. He was a he was a weird man, Frederick Marks. Oh, okay, not the one I know. Okay. Um anyway, so yes, uh, Jenny. And uh, Orangey, you can Jenny, corroborate yeah. that story. Once you get the pamphlet, you can corroborate that story is true, but they weren't there. So, so Janny, um, what is it? Never mind. We, you want us to investigate these murders? What, what is your vested interest in the area? Well, uh, as we want to start a library and a school, uh, it is dangerous for me and my girls right now to venture out into the more, uh, uncivilized areas with the farmers and the sharecroppers uh, and oh, we yeah, would just like to have a little bit of reassurance that our flooding problem has been taken care of also i uh, have made a few friends and some of them have been recent victims of this flooding all right all good um do you have any leads that we can follow up on where the murders happened someone that you might find suspicious Hold Man, on. We don't I even know that they're I want to start with what seems like an obvious question. Well, but it's not. In these situations where people drowned, did it actually rain? Yes, it did. All right. Well, that narrows it down slightly, Dad. Did it rain a lot? I haven't gotten that information yet. Did it? All right. Was it? So it was. It was wet around them, but there was there was no like pool for them to be in. No. Yeah. Victims. Oh, how frequent were the murders? Uh, how were they spaced? deaths uh very very random no patterns that i could discern no detective moss is 100 percent assuming murder nobody drowns in three inches of rain <laughs> yeah it, it always happened during a rain but like other and, than that not three inches of rain is, is an is an impressive amount of rain compared Whatever. to what they should be getting right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was gonna say did it rain directly yeah, into that, their that's mouth overshooting like... it's still not gonna matter <laughs> F- final final question when was the last murder uh, so that would be the the Jacobsons. They're in their family. Uh, Mr. Jacobson was buried last week. Uh, his family is in town, but I don't have you know, many details, as it was more recent, and I didn't think it it wise to cry. He was buried last last week. Yes. I have I have just just one quick question before we jet off on what's assured to be. Quite an interesting investigation, as he puts air quotes up. Where's the nearest bar? Marley is interrupted as the man in the table next to them stands up abruptly. And uh, there'd been some yelling outside, but it wasn't really pertaining to you guys, so it hadn't uh, hadn't mattered. But the gentleman next to you stands up abruptly and he bumps his chair into Marley's apologies, sir. And uh, he's a tall, dark man wearing a long and respectable, well-made cloak and a wide-brimmed hat. And he steps outside and he says, I'm going to have to ask you gentlemen to not disrespect the dead. And uh, you become a little bit more aware of what's happening. You see two uh, drunkards looking very shabby like cowboys in the worst sense of the word standing outside in the front. 
squaring up like they're going to start something. Oh, you hear that, Cletus? He thinks he can tell us what to do. I'm not looking for any trouble, gentlemen, but I'm going to have to ask you not to disrespect the dead like that. Well, you ain't look, Cletus, he ain't, he ain't looking for trouble, Cletus. Cletus reaches his hand down around a belt. Five shots. The two antagonists reel backwards and collapse onto the floor. Blood begins to soak through their dirty, off-colored shirts, and they lay there still, shot dead. The patron, who had stepped up and bumped Marley's chair, lowers his revolver, opens the chamber, and reloads two shells. Outside, the crowd claps gently, and the sheriff steps forward. Not shooting there, Mr. Jacobson. We all see what happened. You go ahead and make your way home. You have a good day, sir. And the patron tips his hat and makes his way down the road. Uh, Orangey gets up from the floor because Orangey dropped as soon as they heard shots. Moss has thumbed the uh, the triggers on his double barrel beneath his his uh, long coat and is putting the hammers down uh, gently and turning to Marley. Marley, as soon as he's, Marley's already at the door before. Before the shots rang out, he he ran to the door, uh, which also I'm gonna mark an experience because questionably that's dangerous or scary. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you going off alone there, mundane? Yes. Anybody who doesn't remember, to... he gets the ability to just gain experience for doing dumb shit. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Janny would have hit the deck as well and drawn and drawn a magnum from her clutch. <laughs> Jesus, this girl is packing so hard. (laughs) This girl is loaded in every way. I'm in the doorway, uh, and because of my mundane move, don't worry, I'll check it out and get to mark experience. And also because of what could go wrong, whenever you charge into immediate danger without hedging your bets, you get to hold two. Wait, hold on. I want to clarify something real quick. Um, Yes, ma'am. So you said, just so I heard correctly... That Mr. Jacobson was buried last week. Yes. Okay. And that was Mr. Jacobson. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to be clear. Just, okay. It's, it's a different <laughs> he Mr. Died. Jacobson. It took him three I, weeks to bury him. Yeah, I was going to imagine it was a different one, but maybe not. <laughs> I mean, y'all don't know. Yeah. At this point, you've shared all the information. I mean, she has a little bit more information than you guys that hasn't been shared yet, but like, you're all on the same page there. Okay. Yeah. I do believe we should maybe follow that Mr. Jacobson. I, I believe we should follow Molly. As Mr. Jacobson begins to walk away, he goes, uh, Pardon me there, sir. Jacobson, was that was that your name? Uh, yes, sir. My, my last name is Jacobson. So, uh, just just to ensure everything's all resolved here, you're, you're fine and well and good, of course. He looks at the two dead men on the ground and he spits on them. <laughs> Seems like it's fine to me. You know, they're they're not even worth the spit that came out your mouth there, I'm sure. Uh, But uh, a quick question. Uh, Such a crack shot as yourself. What are you doing out here? Came out here to live with my family. And if you don't mind, I'd like to get back to them before more of them hooligans show up. Oh, of course. I just... Pleasure to meet you, sir. Uh, And he holds out his hand. And you think he's going to, uh, you think he's going to shake your hand, and and he's actually not. He shoots right past your hand, and he goes, looks like you're a lucky one. Almost got you there. And he runs his finger through a hole in your coat where one of the bullets that they had discharged had narrowly missed you. I go, uh, it does appear that way. You know, it's a bit of the old Irish. Then he shakes your hand. Name's Grant Jacobson. Nice to meet you, sir. Marley O'Shaughnessy. It's a pleasure. I, 
I was hoping, since you were here, that we could ask you a few questions. Uh, your surname came up in a conversation it, just It's unfortunate, you sir, that I am not here. And he tips his hat and continues. Um, he, he's there. He just left. <laughs> um, <laughs> sir. Uh, can I help you gentlemen with something? And the, the sheriff steps forward. As you can see, Mr. Jacobs has recently uh, been through an ordeal. I think it best we let him cool down. Orangey, it's hot. <laughs> I'm indoors with sarsaparilla. I don't know what you want from me. Okay, then you're good. Yeah, you're fine. You're solid. <laughs> it is you're hot. Like, That's why she's you are, inside. Orangey is giddy I'm as fuck. Cool, like, Orangey is super cool excited. Orangey's got their sarsaparilla. Orangey's inside. Orangey just saw some people get got. Orangey's having a great day. Orangey's having a great day. It's very day. exciting in this town. So, yes, uh, you're the sheriff. I, I imagine I look at his star. Yes, sir. Uh, what 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 is your name, sir? My name is Detective Tate Moss. This is Marley O'Shaughnessy. Uh, is Jenny with us? Yeah. Uh, it's up to her. Marley tips his newsboy cap. Yeah, I would have I would have gone along just to see what all okay. the ruckus was about, but um... uh, Mrs. Waters, it's a pleasure to see you. Ah, you've you've met. Um, we've been hired by the lovely Miss Waters to look into the murders in your town. Could you give us more information on these? Uh, he's talking about the flood and sheriff. The, the strange floods going oh, on. Oh, yeah. That's what I assumed you was into. I, I figured that so much. Uh, I hear Mr. Jacobson just lost a family member to it. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about that, but yeah, I heard about it. I have no official report, though. Certainly. If you'll excuse me, Marley goes and gets uh, his bottle of My name is Sheriff Lockie, and if you'd like to come down to my, my station, I can uh, get you what information I have. Uh, when he doesn't seem to know who died, I turn to Jenny and I just lift an eyebrow at her. I can't recall if uh, if Jacobson Senior had a had a son. Okay. So y'all want to come down station check out what I got? We can uh, cross notes or whatever. See if we can get some work done on this. Or uh, uh, y'all, by all means, welcome to finish your drinks as well. If that's what suits your interest. Marley's already walked back with his whole bottle of whiskey. <laughs> he he left the glass, but he's got the <laughs> bottle of whiskey because he bought it, so it's his. I mean, he didn't buy it, but yeah. <laughs> Marley walks mine, back but... out with Miss Waters' bottle of whiskey. Correct. <laughs> uh, and Marley takes a swig and he goes, oh, we'll be right behind you there, Sheriff. Uh, I walk out with a bottle of sarsaparilla and I say, I am going to follow Mr. Jacobson. You have selected an adequate armor for your condition. The sarsaparilla on the ice will do well to stave off your... <laughs> negative condition, but only so long as it persists and you know that that's a matter of time. Understood. It's okay. I can always come back. Our uh, tab's still or open. Or Orangey, are you sure you're going off alone in this area? I think I think I'll be okay. I know where the sarsaparilla comes from. If you need me, I'll probably be there. Alright. We'll meet back up at the tavern. Oh, yeah. Orangey, like many Californians in summer, takes five steps outside, says fuck that, goes back inside to enjoy <laughs> sarsaparilla for the rest of the day. <laughs> that is so true. Oh my god. I'm going to slowly follow behind Mr. Uh, Jacobson. I would prefer that he did not know that I was actually following him. There's a role for that. Fantastic. What would you, what would you like? I don't know what it is, though. Act under pressure. Yeah, it's probably... It, well, pressure. so... Or, but Orangey has the section of the rulebook we don't speak about. That's true. It would normally be an so act under So Orangey's pressure. options are extended far beyond what ours are. That's true. This is true. But no, I will I will just uh, act under pressure, I guess. Yeah, that works. So that's a cool... I got, <laughs> I got a five. All right, act under pressure. Mark experience. You, th things go to hell for Orangey. Keeper, do your worst. I get to mark experience. Orangey, uh, you begin to follow Mr. Jacobson. He cuts down the street and just 
dips into an alley. He's not being suspicious. He's just walking. And uh, you wait a second and you come around the turn and you bump right into Mr. Jacobson. Oh. You didn't see him because he was bent over adjusting his boot and you spill your sarsaparilla. Oh. Your cold oh, sarsaparilla. You son of a bitch. Right down his back. <laughs> you son of a. <sighs> oh. He stands up quick. Like a man who just got ice water pulled down his back in the heat of the van. Oh, yeah, right down the crack. Lightning oh fast. my goodness, I am so, so sorry. Are you okay? I- excuse me. Oh, uh, 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 miss? Uh, I, my, my apologies. I, I didn't mean to get in your way. I'm, I'm going to be on my way now. No, I, I bumped into uh, my, you. I, I apologize. Uh, I, honestly, I was trying to, I wanted to come and offer you this drink as you just went through this ordeal. But it, as you can see, it is now just all over you. Well, 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 all right, he says with a chuckle. The, the good news is, my friend, is you have given me that drink. I <laughs> I but, suppose uh, I have. I think that now I need to go and clean it off my coat, so I, I'll be taking care of that if you don't mind my uh, departure. I, may, may, may I help at least clean off your clothes for you while you go and do your thing? I, I feel it's awful. It's hot. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this means, and I do not like it. I, <laughs> You can just leave. <laughs> <laughs> you feel you feel that shit start to bubble up, and uh, you can try to contain it, or you can just be like, "Nope, not safe, not I, okay." I'm I'm truly sorry. I'm truly sorry, and I just walk away really fast. But then I'm gonna stop around a corner, and I'm just gonna watch where he goes, so I at least know where he lives. He uh he just you know. Shakes off, takes his shirt off, shakes off what he can, drops a couple ice cubes, drop on the floor. Um, he picks one up, wipes it off on his pants, puts it in his mouth, and then heads down the road. And he's just heading towards a, a house at the end of the road. Okay, I will. Uh, <laughs> I'm going as I see where he's heading. Outside of the house, uh, it's got a a tie bar for a couple horses and a wagon. Okay, noted. Or sorry, a buggy. Uh, I'm. I note where he is going, and I am going to head back to the saloon because I apparently need a real f- refill now. Right this fucking second. I'm sorry, Orange, you got that bad yeah, roll. No. I did the worst I possibly I could. You. Yeah. I, I run back into the saloon, and I bust the doors open, and I say, I need another sarsaparilla now. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yes, of, of course. One, one moment. One one moment. Uh, do you, Would you like it iced, yes. or would, would you like... Oh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. My apologies. <laughs> Meanwhile... <laughs> uh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't happen to have your glass from before, no. would you? And we'll move back to the. We'll move back to the other party. Oh, um, we never. We never established. And am I going with them on their escapades, like out of town to investigate? That's absolutely or am I just up here to you. To feed them info in the town. That's absolutely up to you. Absolutely not. You're I mean, you're here and you got a flamethrower. Why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 say that you're bringing a magnum and a flamethrower to the game and then not come with me. <laughs> Uh, I, as we follow the, uh, sheriff, I turn to, uh, to Jenny and I say, um, well, thank you for the start. We will get more information for you. Uh, is there somewhere that we can come back to report to you or? Actually, I was wondering if I, if I might come with you. Ah, uh, are you sure it could get dangerous? It depends what you know about where we're going. You've read our, our, our stories, apparently. How many other stories have you read? Oh, there's been a, a few Bigfoot sightings around <laughs> around town occasionally, on the outskirts um, of the settlements. There's, there's no such thing as Bigfoot. Oh no, there there very much is. Uh, one of the good farmers out of town a ways uh, scared him off of trying to eat his cows. 
with a shotgun. No, I'm I'm sure he says that. Well, it's an odd it's an odd place for a Bigfoot to be a desert, but uh, I guess it's not entirely unheard of. Though I imagine it's probably something else. Perhaps. So you wish to come with us? Y'all, y'all back there? Y- y'all questioning Bigfoot? The sheriff says, <laughs> "Not he real." No. Anyway, that's what oh, I was trying oh, to tell no, the sheriff. sheriff. Yeah, no, no sheriff, the Bigfoot's not, real. We see him. Not mm. questioning. We got one of them lives around yeah. these parts. Mm. Not questioning that there is a Bigfoot. Merely questioning questioning whether it is a Bigfoot. I'm certain there's something very Bigfoot reminiscent. Probably in the same family. Molly, don't yeah, yeah, we feed. call him Jefferson. Don't, do not feed them, Molly. Do not. Yeah, we call him Jefferson. I, I don't know right what his name is. He don't speak much, but we call him Jefferson. Everybody no. knows him. Okay, Ask anybody they, about Jefferson. They'll tell you about him. On track. If you insist on coming with us, Johnny, you are welcome. You are the one footing the bill. I cannot very well say no, other than to say that it is dangerous. And I hope that you know how to use that weapon that I saw you pull. Uh, Moss, remember when you fucked up that roll earlier? Uh-oh, which roll? You're still acting like a dumbass, and it is at this point that you realize that Janie has already walked with you all the way to the sheriff's office. Ah, oh, <laughs> I... Oh, Just well. before we step in, I, I step in front of her and I go... Before I was interrupted by all that ruckus, I did have a question for you. Where's the nearest body of water? Hey, keeper. Uh, that's gonna be... That's gonna be Lake Greenwater, and that's about 19 miles northwest. The sheriff adds as he unlocks the door. Uh, then we got, a uh, We got Stillwater Creek, but that's that's been dry all season. What feeds into the creek? Is it just the, the rain, or...? It's the rains when they come up from the mountains. And he points off towards the the Rockies. Which, how far away from the Rockies are we? A good amount, right? Pretty far. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a good amount. You're on, like, the ass end of a runoff stream. It's a runoff river somewhere. It's a runoff stream here. And yes, you can drown in three inches of water, so, like, like you could kill a dude there, but it would be hard for someone to, like, drown there. Yeah. So where does the town get most of their water supply, then? Well, and he points up the road and there's a well. Perfect. How new is the well? He looks at you, and he looks down at his badge, and he shifts it, and he spits on it, and he polishes it, and he goes, Oh, that's right. That says sheriff, not construction. And he moves he moves inside. Um, Fucking fair enough, then. All right. He's a man of few talents, and sheriff is the only one. <laughs> he is very good at his job. Good to hear. Uh, sheriff, as we go in, sheriff, uh... We understand there has been 14 unexplained deaths, and uh, the lovely Jenny here thinks that there might be some sort of uh, nefarious workings involved. Could you please uh, fill us yeah, in? Yeah, so we don't, we definitely know that something something weird's going on, right? Uh, but nobody knows exactly what's going on. We've been having a lot of trouble. Locals are blaming the natives. You know how they get something to point a gun at, they do. Uh, they're saying that they're summoning some co- sort of rain monster that's coming down and taking people. Uh, you know, I, I can tell you who to go speak with with them. They're uh, up the road. You, you travel towards sunset about an hour across the plain, but it's the, it's the plain where a lot of this has been going down, so a lot of people isn't, uh, isn't looking to go that way. Uh, I, uh, I've got a list here of all the 22 recorded deaths by drowning. Uh, you could go 22. ahead and take a look at... Well, yeah, but it so that that goes back from town start though. Ah. That's over the last six years or so. That's not a long time for twenty-two drownings. Well, no, but when you got fourteen of them in the last year and a half, you see where we think the problem is. Understood. And most of them have been, um, well, actually, all of the ones I've heard about, at least, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sheriff, have been westward migrants traveling by wagon or caravan in that same place. 
Well, all of them suspicious ones, yes. See, that's where it started getting weird. We have, you know, kids will be kids, people falling in the well, playing in the river during rain season, things like that. It, it happens. Doesn't take much. Uh, we had a couple drownings that were, well, let's just say, uh, encouraged. But then, uh, yeah, we got these 15 drownings that are uh, a real big deal. Uh, might we ask, encouraged by who? The few that were? Uh, well, we, we had a, a mistress that was drowned by a wife, and, and then the wife was drowned by the husband, and then the husband was hanged. A series of drownings in one line. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, it, that was something about revenge. I, you know how that goes. Sadly, yes. So anyway, yeah, it's the, it started, this 14 or 15, the trail caravan drowning is weird because we see flash flooding out there, but it usually ain't bad like that. Not the way these people went. Uh, if y'all want to head out that way, y'all got horses? Something to ride on? Uh, sadly, our only uh, equine friend was left behind due to an oversight due to the railroad. I do have a pack horse, Sheriff. And I'm sure that my, I'm sure I could convince some of my girls to give up their horses for a little bit. We're going to move several hundred miles back towards the city <laughs> where Buster sits, enjoying cool, fresh water and passing not a thought about Marley O'Shaughnessy. Uh, well, good. Uh, so <laughs> I I'm glad that you got a horse. It it's a shame rest of you didn't bring like a mule or something. But you know what? The good thing is it looks like Cletus ain't going to be needing his wagon today. So we can just let you borrow that while we clean all this up. Marley, Marley, like, doesn't look at the sheriff, but looks perturbed. Like, he doesn't want the sheriff to think that he's angry at him, but he is still angry about not having Buster. I, so, Detective Mosk just puts his hand on your shoulder and squeezes. Just, just a gentle, <laughs> reassuring squeeze. Then Marley goes, uh, Do you guys have some place where you record things like weather patterns or... Uh, History of the area, or any of these types of things. He just points at the lady. Well, that's what them folk doing, is all that kind of thing. I, I just, uh, I hoot, I toot, I shoot, I keep things in order. Um, can Fair I enough. roll investigate a mystery? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, since we've been talking to the sheriff here, uh, that's gonna be an 11. It, and he's provided you the notes that he has, also. So, this is my thing. I rolled an 11. That means I get to hold two. I get to ask, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? Or what is being concealed here? I'm going to go ahead and go with a simple one of what is being concealed here, if anything, as I talk to the sheriff. Do I get that feeling? The sheriff isn't concealing anything deliberately, but you definitely get the feeling that he's not super well informed. Like, he's taken his notes, he's taken his reports, but... You can see from how he wrote his notes that he didn't really know where he was going. So it's like, okay, there was a murder. It was this guy. And this happened. And then, and, uh, mm -hmm. and then it just sort of falls off there because, like, it was a drowning. I don't yeah. know what to do about a drowning. Yeah. Who do I hang? Water? Uh, <laughs> oops. Yeah. He wrote it off as not his problem because it wasn't, like, a thing. Yeah. Uh, so what you do get from that, though, is you're looking over his notes that he has, because he does have notes, and you get a, a couple of names. Uh, most of them don't matter, but there's there's some notes on the last the last three, which are specifically more detailed, because you can tell that this is when it started really piquing his interest that something was wrong. Like we've discussed before, serial killers weren't a thing, so this just looks super fucking weird. 
Like it's it's coincidence beyond coincidence, right? So uh, the most recent on the list just says the Jacobsons, and then penciled in next to it, Mister Jacobson buried the last date, family in town, not much details. Okay, I don't re- before I- that. Before that, it reads uh, Tariq Ahmad found ten paces from wagon, drowned. Wagon wheel locked in a rock. Before that, Todd Weatherford and son. Both dead. Cart overturned. Wrecked. Drowned. Okay. Uh, I have another hold, but honestly, at this point, it doesn't seem like any of these actually matter. I'm just going to ask him, sort of generally, uh, is there a reason why you didn't want to speak to Mr. Jacobson as he was leaving town? I mean, he he's not leaving town. Him, He and his family live here, but they... They've been through a lot, and the man just got done shooting two men dead. I, I'm not going to bother him. With, if y'all want to go talk to him, you can, but I wasn't going to bother him about it. I'll, I'll disturb him later. Is the man who died recently related to Mr. Jacobson? As far as I know. I mean, they're both Mr. Jacobson. One would be led to believe. Do you wish us for some reason not to question Mr. Jacobson about the loss of his loved one? I mean, he's a fine fellow, and that's a rude line of topic, but I ain't going to stop you unless he files a complaint. I wasn't going to question him as a suspect, more as a witness. Asking about dead family has a tendency to go over poorly with people. The reason I haven't asked him myself is I don't know what to ask him, honestly. We might. Well, I- anything you can do to help me put a stop to whatever this is be appreciated. So, as as I sort of established uh, in the in the introduction, and as I established uh, with you, the Keeper Mitch... In these five years, Marley's been kind of, kind of diving in a little bit more. He's been working uh, jobs of the spooky ooky type. Yeah, man. Uh, and so, like, he knows he knows a bit more than he used to. He's like he he can see the signs and stuff like that. And with that being said, I also rolled to investigate a mystery. But I assume because I because of that, I'd be coming from a different point. I'm looking at different things, right? So with sure. that being said, I rolled an eleven, right? Because it's plus sharp, I believe. Yeah, sure. Sharp. Yeah, so I rolled an eleven. Uh, what are the questions I get to ask? That that was sort of my problem, but I'll go ahead and read them to you. They're very limited. Uh, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? Uh, so I'm gonna go with what sort of creature is it, and what can it do? Because because I've I can gather more tertiary information to sort of maybe draw that out. And I'm more likely than Moss to get that information. More likely to beat it on something supernatural about what's going on, the information than I would be. Yes. You don't get it. Straight up? Damn. But he, but he rolled You're so going good. to hold two. You're going to hold two on that. Okay. Okay. Um, because there's nothing here initially. <clears throat> like, you're looking at it, you're reviewing it, but the guy just doesn't have notes on it. Like, the first one is just Bobby fell in a well. Fred, drowning, unknown. Maribel, Maribel, drowned by Susan. Susan, drowned by Jack. Jack, hanged for murder of Susan. Like, it's... And, and then he started getting details at the end here, but, like, he doesn't know what he's looking for. Um, So, I wanted to... You can ask him questions, too, but the one thing that you notice that stands out when you're looking at his notes is... uh, Miss Waters keeps talking about the 14 weird drownings. But as you scroll up the list, Mrs. There Waters. Is a f- Mrs. Waters keeps talking about the 14 drownings, but at the top of the list, with not a lot of notes, 
is a 15th drowning that matches the MO, which is what stood out to you because you're looking for, you know, patterns and things, right, that Moss wasn't. So you notice that there was a 15th. Okay, uh, just for just for clarification and reference sake, I wanted to be looking at more than just his notes and stuff like that. I also want to be looking at, at things about the area, what I'd know about, like how what signs like as far as weather patterns and what questions to ask that are weird that other people would not ask like you know like in a very sort of uh has there been cow mutilations has you know <laughs> in fact, what's the sign that there's been a demon here or this or Ma- that Marley's you know looking at everything that isn't let me the case file. <laughs> let me give you let me give you what i'm giving you first okay. and then if you want to ask him questions you can do that or, or you can hold for observation, and I will just clue. You'll be more perceptive to details as they come about. Okay. Yeah, you, you can use these questions later to get more information. This guy doesn't seem to know much. Or you can ask him now. So the the one thing that you do notice is that there is that fifteenth death that uh, it just has a name, Mikhail Ankerson, and family deceased, wagon wreck, drowning, horses lost. So you do immediately see that. You you pick that out where. Uh, where Mr. Moss had not. Okay. And you're going to allow me to hold two moving forward? So how do, are you sure that they are drowning? They Are, are, the, are they... Do they show... Are they wet? You, you ever... Have you ever seen a... Well, well yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, the, yeah, that, that's how you know it's a dr- So, uh, yeah, which... I mean, which one? I, I've personally investigated the last five or six. I, I didn't personally investigate the others. They were just reports from people. Uh, yeah, they're all they all wet, and uh... I know it seems redundant, but I'm simply asking you: what was the evidence that led you to drowning? Well, well, they they had. And I guess my my second question will be: what happened here? So, and this is where it's going to start instigating for Marley too. Um, now that you've sort of given him a direction, well, when we found them, they was all soggy wet, and they was in a wet area, and there was no gunshots, a knife in, or they just. They turned blue, and they was mighty cold when we found them. A couple of them we found in the morning, that made sense. Desert gets chilly at night. One of them we found midday, and he was cold, wet, soaking through. I we, see. uh, you know, turned him over. Water came out the mouth. Whole wagon was just, you know, wet as hell. The whole that wagon was, uh, was wet. The whole thing was, I mean, the area was wet. There Obviously, there'd been some sort of flood or something. I mean, man got thrown ten feet from his stuck wagon. I something see. happened. Aha. Uh-huh. Strange. So, Marley, what you're taking from that is, uh, whatever it was, somehow threw a dead man ten feet. Or threw a dying man ten feet. Also, it's obviously water-centric, whatever this thing is. And it's leaving the corpses cold, even when they shouldn't be. Okay. That doesn't give so me that, any clues as to what it is. Like I don't... That tips your hat towards thinking that it's is some sort of death spirit. Okay. Right? Like, it's... It's not like a werewolf that just eats... Like, you die from blood loss. The right. reason you die from a werewolf is because he ripped your face off. Right. These these guys are dying by drowning, but you've seen some things, old ghost stories and shit, you know, the man at the dock, stuff like that. It's Right. This sounds so he, like he doesn't a... have a lot of details for you yet. Okay. Um, so, as far as, like, what it is, I'm thinking somewhere near a death spirit. As far as what does it do, that was... I believe that was my second question. Uh, it I... looks like it kills him by drowning. Okay. But it's but it's weird how it does it. Okay. 
Because most of the time, you get one of these water death spirits, like it's a siren, it lures you into the water and then eats you, or, right. you know, it, it's, uh, it, it lures you into a creek and then physically drowns you like a kappa, right? Things like that. Right. It, it's, but there's no creek, there's no water source, there's no, like right. there's rain. It draws so the that, water to it itself somehow. Okay, so I think it's maybe some sort of death spirit, potentially something summoned by the natives, but... I don't know for sure yet. Yeah, so it's it's checking in with what people have told you, but you don't have a real line on it yet. Yeah. Right okay. now, the native summoning something out of revenge sounds the most solid, but like you don't have many details as to what. If y'all need more information, more specifics, uh, I mean, I don't encourage y'all to bother them, but if you think you can help stop this from happening, maybe go ask Mr. Jacobson. He was there. He saw it. I'm just taking... I'm just taking notes and records, but he he was he saw how his his kin went down. So that was going to be my final question: whether it. these people had always died alone, or if there were others with them. A couple of them had not, because I got reports in from people. Some people found a dead person. Uh, one of the wives, uh, the the man and his son. Where, where was that note? And he's looking through his page because Mitch can't find the note. That's okay. I yeah, there are. Uh, <laughs> assume that of the guy. Their wife went out looking for him next morning and found him. So they were alone. That's that is my. I, I guess they was yeah. All right. But the Jacobsons here, they they was all together. Family was family was all together. Well, thank you very much, um, Molly. I think that uh, we've the sheriff's given us everything he can. And uh, Jenny, do you have anything that you'd like to ask the sheriff? I assume you and him have already been talking. Yes, we've already we've already discussed this particular matter. I imagine that you, Jenny, have probably better notes than our good sheriff here. Yes, but again, I don't know too terribly much as I haven't been in I've been in town long. Oh, thank you, here, sheriff, for all your assistance. And he takes his hat off, uh, and and puts it up against his chest and holds his hand out. Uh, best luck to y'all as well. I hope you can help us rectify this undesirable situation. And he uh, he takes his hat off with one hand, shakes your hand with the other. We we'll do our best to help you out. If y'all want to talk to the Jacobsons, um, I believe I believe the little girl's probably out at the learning with the ladies right now. Might be a good time to swing by. I, you know, wouldn't want to bother her nothing about it. Absolutely. They're uh, down the road at the end. And if I'd like to speak to the natives, do you know where they're? Where yeah, you, you head up the road, copy-paste directions here. That <laughs> way you can find them, but it's out across the plain where things have been going down. So just, you know, be, be careful. And, and if you want to take Cletus's cart, feel free to do so. Oh, we most certainly will. Next time his buggy's getting used, is mo- rowing him out to where he's going to lay, so. Absolutely. Thank you, Sheriff. Uh, didn't y'all have another friend with you? Oh, yeah. They're most likely back at the uh, saloon. We'll find them shortly. Uh, Orangey, you make your way back down the road towards the Jacobson's household, now that you know where it's at. You make your way down the road, and you arrive at the Jacobson's house, a sarsaparilla, cold, chilled by ice in each yes, hand. Yes, uh, I am coming to apologize for what I have done to that poor man's clothing. Uh, when you arrive, there's nobody outside, and the door's shut. Um, I, there's no windows on this uh, side I of the home. Going, is there, like, a table or something on this porch? So, now that you're closer... Now that you're closer, you can see that the buggy is a, a fast cart. It's the kind of cart used for travel, like local, not really long distance. But they've got a bunch of totes and chests that have been pulled up and set out around the house. And, and these things, you know, they wouldn't fit on this buggy. But you can set your drinks on any for number sure. of those. I'm, I'm going to 
put it down on put them both down on the crate right here just just in case i don't want to to be safe yeah <laughs> and uh, i am going to go and wrap the door oh yeah one second please i'll be right there and uh mr jacobson opens the door again Oh, it's uh nice to see you're not here to spill more drinks on me, are no, you? No, no, I actually I br- I did bring more drinks, but I I left them here on the side. So to oh. avoid that. I am you brought one of them for me, I'm guessing. Yes. Oh, well, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, a bit above my affordabilities in my current station, so thank you very much, sir. W- would you like to come inside? And yes, he's called you sir and miss. Yeah, I'm going to not even acknowledge it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, please. And then I, I grab both the glasses and I follow him inside. Uh, Mr. Jacobson leads you inside and you hear a woman's voice in the back. Grant, Grant, darling, who is that up front? And uh, he calls back. Oh, it's it's just a, a person I met on the street earlier, Petunia. That ain't that some bitch spilled drink on your shirt, is it? I'm still, I'm gonna be cleaning that thing. We got ants around it. it honey, honey, it, it's different person, honey. Different person. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> okay, so, uh, well, she doesn't, uh, maybe we don't tell her that I spelled these on you last time. No, no, I, I think we don't. I, I think we don't. Okay, uh, well, uh, yeah, I brought you one of these to say sorry for the last time, but also, uh, had a few questions, if you don't mind. Uh, what, what's it about? I think you I think, know. I'm sorry, uh, forgive my manners. Thank you for the drink, but... Uh, being a black fellow in a growing town, we get a lot of questions, and a lot of them made fun. So I just bad demeanor about it. My apologies. Under understandable. I mean, it, just look at me. But either way, uh, I think you know what the questions may be about. Uh, we, I heard we heard they shot first. They had it coming. Not Law's not on my that. side. Oh no 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 no! I don't we I don't care for that. Uh, you lost a family member recently. Oh yeah, that'd be uh that'd be my brother. I'm uh, very sorry for your loss, but we're 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 actually here to, me and my friends are here to investigate uh, the amount of drownings that has been happening. Is that a? I mean, there's been more. Quite a few more. Uh, uh, sorry, we, we we were we were told about fourteen or so. We haven't been here long. Uh, we just came in that that last week. We're still unloading. I'm sure you saw all the carts outside in the buggy. We're just getting settled in. It's, oh yes. you know been rough with the loss of loss of the brother and all yes my 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 condolences but do you, would you would you be able to give me i know this may be hard but more more details on how it happened i mean if if y'all think it's something it was it was weird you might be able to help us stop it from continuing to happen if you're able to give me anything anything i can do help prevent this from falling down on other families would be great um i hope you can find some way to fix it but it didn't didn't seem like a a fixable type thing, if you you know what I mean. For sure. Uh, I I am. This is Ryan now. Uh, I am obviously investigating a mystery here. Oh shit! What? What are these? Right? No way. Roll d twenty. I got a six and a one plus two sharp, so eighteen or er, eight. Eighteen. Yeah, D D right? math, ladies and gentlemen. Six, one, two, eighteen. So on a seven and nine, uh, I hold one. All right. What happened here? Uh, where did? I guess, where do I start? Um, uh, I guess there wasn't much to start about. Uh, so, uh, how yeah, well, mu- you well, know about well, this area at all? Not much. I'm not from here. All right. I, I didn't didn't expect so much. Uh, people don't dress like that around here. You seem like you were from out of the, out of town. I can tell so, you for a fact no one dresses like this anyway. 
That's a weird choice you make there, friend. Um, are you familiar with uh, Traveler's Flat? No. All right. Uh, how'd you How'd you get here? The train. All right. When you When you stepped off that train, you see them big flats up to that northeast, cutting into them mesas on the far side. Yes. That's Traveler's Flat. That's where uh, people come in on on wagons and buggies when they're migrating westward, like. And that's where we came in too. And uh, there wasn't nothing wrong. Everything was going great. Uh, I was in the buggy with the family, and my brother was in the wagon with all of our things. And, uh, you know, we, we were just coming through, big open flat area, easy haul. And uh, the sky started getting dark like rain. Thought that was a bit weird, but, you know, we don't live here, nothing, right? And uh, the girl, she says she sees something, points up at the clouds, and we, we don't see nothing, just just clouds. And uh, rain starts coming down, and, you know, we're just riding in the rain. Still easy. Starts getting a little bit muddy, but nothing too big a deal. And then and then I hear uh, I hear my brother's horses start to spook. And then my horses start to spook, but we ain't heard no thunder yet. So I, I look back, and I see my brother, you know, fighting with his, his horses. And I've just got the mare, so it was an easier haul for us. And uh, I had my wife, uh, or my, my reins off to Petunia. And uh, I look back, and I'm calling to him, and I ask him, hey, you need no help back there. And uh, that, that's when we saw whatever it was. Water started rising up, like, out of the ground behind him. You know, like a flash flood, right? And that's when the water just comes up out of nowhere. And uh, so so we start driving real hard, and he starts driving behind us. I take the reins back from Petunia, and I, I, didn't, see, I didn't see much what happened after that, because I was driving, but... After a ways, I start to see water coming up under my horse's feet, and we were going real quick, and I, I hear a crash behind us, and I don't stop, because whatever happened, I ain't going to be able to help, right? So we just we just keep riding on, and after a few hundred yards, rain just peters out, water rushes, water just flows back, it's just business as usual. Uh, we, we went, I left the, the girls in the buggy, and we went back, to, I went back to check on my brother, and, uh, I found him, and the and the wagon was tipped over and cracked in half, and my brother was was dead, drowned. It must have been, you know, that that flood or whatever. Now that's where we at. We loaded up our possessions, what wasn't what wasn't damaged by the water. We loaded him up on the buggy, and uh, we walked him back to get him buried. What kind of uh, position was the body in when you came across him? Uh, it looks like. Uh, Looked like he got tossed a bit, but, you know, wagon was tipped over side-like, so I'm guessing he just hit a rock or something, couldn't see it in the water, flipped the wagon, maybe he got knocked out. He was a few feet from the wagon. Face down, face up? Uh, you know, I, I don't right recall. I see. Well... I, uh, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't very cool about how I handled it, you know? I, understandable. Uh, do you know, or I imagine you know, uh, do you, where did you bury him? Graveyard. Is that nearby? I mean, that's that's where every some people the like to bury their kin on their land. Oh well, we ain't we ain't got that much land yet. See, we still staking it out. What's ours? So we don't we don't have land yet. We uh, we rent in this house while we stay here, and then see we was we was gonna stake out our land, and then me and my brother was gonna build a house there. So we don't we don't know now. Everything's all upside, right? I see. Could I I hesitate to ask, but perhaps I could speak to Petunia as well. I mean, you can, but I wouldn't let her see those drinks sitting around. You call her out of that kitchen, she gonna see you, she gonna read you like a book. Maybe we finish them really quick. 
And uh, it is at that time that the remainder of your accoutrement arrives. Good, because now I'm out of sarsaparilla, and it's going to get bad very quickly. (laughs) You're indoors. You're indoors, so you're all right. Thank God. You're all right for now. The minute you step outside, though. So anyway, as I was telling you, Molly, what I found out is that if I show up and claim to be a janitor, for whatever reason, I get paid twice as much. And that's um, that was just something I learned from the lovely Mr. Guthrie. Huh. You don't say. Yes. Oh, that is quite an interesting uh, development you found there. Yes. Sadly, I think because I have no no uh, paperwork and my tools were broken on the way in, that I'll probably get paid half as much. Yeah. Going to take a bit of a pay cut on this one, but we are traveling with our benefactor. As he turns and looks at <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jenny. Maybe, maybe she'll cut you a deal. I... It, I've tried before, for whatever reason. It just seems to work out this way. It doesn't seem to be any control of hers. Anyway. Fair enough. I am in control of my finances. Ah, yes. So our agreed-upon terms are still... Wait. There were no Wait. agreed-upon terms. Uh, hey, Keeper, how much are they getting paid? You told them in the letter. They would be paid well, and in an enticing manner. <laughs> okay, Fuck so yeah. how much are they getting paid? <laughs> What what is I a mean, fair if, what is a fair amount? I mean, what is a fair amount to you? Yeah, y- y- you give them whatever level of sass you want because you're their boss. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we took this job without like confirming that, so you can technically. You give very us whatever clearly the hell you want. said they would be rewarded in an enticing and persuasive amount. So I mean, you know. I don't know what the I don't know what a proper amount is for. None of us. Neither do we. <laughs> Hundred and fifty per person? I don't know how. What? I don't know if that's Lord. good. Wow! Oh, I bow deeply to Jenny Waters. We we have established that you are very high rolling. I mean, you had an open tab. You had a train car pre-purchase. No one has asked me where any of this money is coming from. Yeah, you you said you were a traveling librarian, <laughs> and they get paid what now? Oh, uh, we don't get paid much, but. I recently came into my late husband's uh, monetary value. Ah, oh, I, I'm sorry to hear about your husband. Condolences about your husband. It was a very tragic it's accident. It's always hard. Um, is it impolite to ask what happened to him? <laughs> oh, he just, uh, he just got real sick one day out of the blue and, and passed away. There wasn't anything the doctors could do for him. Oh, it's common. I'm sorry. All too well known a tale you got there. Many have been as unfortunate. So you arrive at uh, you arrive at the Jacobson's house, and Jeff, you're still you're still looking for shit because your DM left your quest for information and curiosity unquenched, and uh, you know that you notice that all of the totes and crates outside are just wet, soaked wet, and and many of them have water damage on them. Like still, no, like, like they're still wet, even though it should. They're been still like- damp, but they have water damage. But we're talking like water damage, water damage. Not they got a week, they got wet a week ago, but like like that. These have been in the in bottom a of a river. Yeah, yeah they're exactly. Water okay. Yeah, they're like what? You're right. The the wood should have dried out by now. It's been a week in Nevada, but it's still like damp to the touch, and okay. there's obvious water damage in several places that doesn't quite line up with i mean unless it was already water damaged right right yeah. uh okay yeah i know so that's what that. you guys notice on your way in uh, the door shut and you hear the quiet tones of orangey pritchett inside anyway um i knock <laughs> inside 
Petunia from the back calls out, uh, Grant, how many friends you got coming over today? And Grant looks at you and quietly goes, that- How many friends I got coming over today? Uh, three? More? Uh, honey, I, I think it was, uh, four. And she just calls back, What the hell you mean you think it was four? You know how to count, boy? You got five fingers. Is it more or less than that? Figure it out. You invite guests over. You're not telling me while I'm cooking dinner. How the hell am I supposed to make dinner for a number of guests? I don't even know how many it is. You guys hear this uh, from outside. It, it sounds heated. Uh, don't worry. They they brought they brought something for dinner. Don't worry. Grab Jacobs and looks you dead in the eye, Orangey, and he says, "If I tell her they brought something for dinner and they didn't, y'all gonna be looking at different murders." Uh, if they didn't. I'll figure something out. It's all right, honey. It's all right. They're not hungry. They'll they'll take care of themselves. It'll be all right. And uh, this goes back and forth for a minute. You guys are standing outside for a pretty long time while you hear this argument about hospitality. Uh, While they're arguing back and forth, I go and get the door. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, excuse uh, excuse me, Mr. Chick. Orangey opens the door and Orangey looks shooken. Like, Orangey is in a a spot. Orangey? Orangey? Yes, hello. Uh, How can I help you? Ah. Well, it looks hot out there. I think you need to get in the house now. Sure, certainly. Oh, After this you is not my man. house, but please come in. Yes, this is what I was going to ask as we step in. But uh, Mr. Jacobson is standing in the doorway to the kitchen. He's got both hands on the uh, the door frame. He's obviously he's obviously running blocker. He looks over his shoulder. He just nods quickly and uh... just 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 have a seat uh, while we wait. Jenny, Orangey, uh, what have you learned thus far? Uh, Mrs. Jacobson, uh, let me help ya. Oh, she does know them. That's what. Okay. Oh, honey, is that you? Yes, it is. Grant, why didn't you say we had Ms. Waters coming over? You know I like her company. Get the hell out of the way, you big oaf. And <laughs> you see Miss Petunia for the first time, and she is a, a heavy-framed woman of African-American descent, and she just... It becomes clear that Grant's attempt to bar the kitchen was never going to work. And she just <laughs> bowls through him, and, and she comes in and gives... Miss Waters, just a huge, a huge hug, and then like they they wander off back to the kitchen where she's making whatever the hell she was doing. Uh, when, as as that happens, I am immediately hiding both sarsaparilla glasses behind my behind my back, and I am de- <laughs> deeply bowing. She takes no notice. Do what I She sticks before. her head back in a moment later. Grant, you best wash that off. You, I still smell that sarsaparilla. And then she gets back into the kitchen. So, Orangey, what is it you learned? Yes, Orangey, you seem tense. Well. It's it's more because of uh, Petunia back there, but uh, well, Miss, Mr. Jacobson has let me know that his brother is the one that passed, and uh, are, are and, y'all are y'all here to help? Uh, yes, help, this help is. A new friend I, I, here? I, I, apologies, my I'm very rude. Uh, this is these are my friends, uh, Marley O'Shaughnessy and Detective Tate Moss. They are the friends I told you about. They're here to help us investigate. Oh, you a full-on detective, sir. It's very nice to meet you. And he stands up, and he's very formal, and he brushes himself off, and he offers you a chair at the table. Marley, who's already got his hat off because he entered uh, a building. Uh, and a home, uh, yeah. Uh, he's got his hat off, and he's uh, holding it near his chest, and he, he gives him a, a, a nod of acknowledgement. Good to see you again there, uh, Mr. Jacobson. You as well, my friend. Uh, you ha- let me let me clear the space. And he just like knocks a bunch of shit off the top of some totes. Y- y'all can go ahead and set your hats here. Uh, like like I was telling your friend Orangey here, I this isn't really our place. It's just a short term stay, so we're we're not really set up to accommodate guests of, of this magnitude yet. Oh, of course. But if, you, if you're trying to help our family get justice or or, or save, uh, 
I mean, whatever y'all think you're going to do, we're glad to help out. We're just here to try to get to the bottom of things is all. Yeah, so if, uh, as, as Mr. Jacobson told me, uh, it, there was a flash flood as they were arriving in town. And uh, they were able to get away, but their, his brother uh, on another wagon uh, did not fare so well. And they had, when they went back for him, he had been drowned. About how many minutes did the whole ordeal take? Uh, you know, I don't kind of know, sir. It felt like an eternity, uh, but it, it couldn't have been more than a few minutes. Whole thing, start to finish. It was real weird. Couldn't have been, were, couldn't have been more any, than a few minutes. Were there any clouds in the sky prior? Well, we hadn't seen rain for a few days once we started hauling in, but we got about halfway across Traveler's Flat, and uh, clouds start blowing in, which ain't super unusual, but then it got real dark and real wet real fast. You keep saying we. Yeah. What? Well, who was with you at the time? Myself and uh, part of a Petunia. wagon train. Yeah, I was on. Sorry, that's right. Y'all weren't. Y'all weren't here. I, I I've been talking to Orange about this for a minute. It was it was me and the family. It was uh, me and, and Petunia and my brother and, and my niece. So how you been, darling? I ain't seen you around a couple days. How the girls doing at the school? Schoolyard? Library? Whatever, whatever you're calling it these days. Uh, both a school and a library right now. But, uh, yeah, everyone's doing well. Uh, you know. Oh, that's good. Uh, how, uh, how's, uh, how's Jenny been doing? She's doing good in her classes? She's still uh, doing all the reading and writing like she's supposed to? Yeah, she is. She's been a very good student. Alrighty. Uh, she should be home sometime soon, right? Yes, um, by my reckoning, it should be... Should be in a little bit. Uh, that's that's what I thought. You mind helping me uh, spashcock that up over there? Oh, not a problem. So, uh, what what y'all what y'all asking about? I mean, I heard what y- your friend was asking about in the other room, but y'all think you can do something about it? Yes, it was just tragic what happened to your brother-in-law and me being a a learned woman with some connections. I thought that I would contact uh, Detective Moss and company. To see if they could assist. Well, darling, you, you done got yourself a detective and a whole company. You've been doing right well by yourself. You, you keep taking care, and we appreciate everything you've been doing around town. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that it's been appreciated. And how are you after the whole ordeal? I mean, we all, we're all right shook up, but we're doing all right. Um, you know, Jenny's been doing the schooling. Probably hardest on her having her dad go like that. And she, uh... She's still a bit shook up about things, you know, not quite sure what she saw, but it, it was, it's been, it's going to be hard for us. It really, really put a, a, a splinter in our plans, you know? And, uh, what plans, what plans were those? Oh, well, we was going to build our estate out here. You know, we're staking land, but it's going to be hard to get the building done with just Grant Honey there. It's, you know, it's supposed to be he and his brother for, for me and his daughter, but, you know, we only got one building now, so it'd be a challenge, I'm sure, but, but we'll pull through. I'm sure you will. Uh, can you, if it's not too much trouble, and I know the, the men folk in there are also asking their questions, but is there anything else that you might be able to tell, to tell me about the event, just so I can fill them in? Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't get a real great look at what was going on, because I, I was mostly holding the reins for Grant, dear there, when, when he was looking back on his brother, and then, uh, he got scared and turned around, pale as white folk and he said we gotta go and so i gave him the reins back and jenny started screaming about monsters or something but she said she saw some big bird or something before the rain came in so i I don't know but she got real shook up about it i was just making sure she didn't fall over or something you know all that rain all that water 
You don't want your kids falling out your buggy. Oh, yes, definitely, most certainly not. Um, and I'm sure that it was just a figment of a child's imagination. I mean, I'm sure in that in that tragic of a time, uh, a child Oh, yeah, I mean, would... we all know how fright does things to the mind. You, you see all kinds of things when you're terrified. We, we got it. We understand. And she's so young, such a sweet and creative heart, too. Yes, and we can certainly see that through her schooling. Well, I'm glad she's learning well. And it's at about that time that you hear another knock on the front door. And uh, you're in the you're in the kitchen with Petunia, and she just yells out, "Oh, don't worry about it, honey. Grant that that better be our, our little Jenny, or you're gonna get a whooping." And she just like throws a belt out the doorway, and uh, you in the other room, Grant bolts the fuck up, <laughs> and he he makes it to the door in record time, and it is it is Jenny, and one of uh, Miss. Well, you guys don't know this, but one of Miss Waters' accomplices. To be clear, it is. We have a Jenny and a Janie. <laughs> yes. That Confusing is as All heck. right. <laughs> Let's do it. And remember that Janie's got a gun, not Jenny. Yes, exactly. So uh, Jenny, Jenny, you know, the door opens up and Jenny comes running in. Auntie Petunia! And she just blows past y'all motherfuckers because she knows that there's food in the kitchen. And that's where Auntie Petunia is. And she just bolts right past there. Orangey and Miss Waters know that the only other known surviving witness is the girl. I talk to Grant. I say, pardon me, Grant. Do you mind if I talk to your niece then? What about? I just want to know what she saw. You can ask her if you think it's going to help, but it's going to get her all riled up and she's just going to feed you a whole line of nonsense. And you know, sometimes there's just a bit of truth in that nonsense. And that's what I'm We've looking for. We've grown quite accustomed to getting a lot out of nonsense. If it's okay, Mr. Jacobs. Well, y'all are the professionals here, so I'll, I'll defer to your judgment. Just try not to get her shook up too bad, eh? Of course, of course. And uh, I go into the kitchen, and I go, I go, I hate to interrupt you fine ladies. You fine lasses. There we go. I hate uh, to interrupt Jenny you fine lasses. Jenny is just sitting there with a spoonful of sugar. But, uh, could I, uh, steal Jenny there for a moment? Just for a small word. And she does the toddler twist. Which, if you don't have a kid or don't know what that is, obviously you're trying to take her spoonful of sugar. So she has positioned her body defensively between you and her treasure. Hmm. I go, I don't want to hear your sugar there. But I do want to ask you some questions. And she just looks at you. What you got for me? Because toddlers are fucking thugs. <laughs> this sounds like go for it. someone. And this is the thing I'm good at. It's so. going to be great with a toddler with this, because so. that's just... True to life. <laughs> so once you've given the target... So first of all, this one's specific. You need to give them a reason to do what you want first. Tell them what you want them to do, then roll plus charm. Uh, I already told him what I want... I already told her what I wanted to do, right? You Answer my questions. Yeah. Yeah. What and I want her, to... her retort, her quid pro quo, so to speak, mm-hmm. is uh, what you gonna do for me. I, uh, I reach into my pocket and I pull out a quarter and I go, you like sweets? And she goes, that's a quarter, stupid. Petunia slaps her on the back of the head and says, be nice. And then she looks up at Marley and says, that is a quarter, though. You said sweets. Listen, I'm well aware it's a quarter. But with this quarter, you could buy two months worth of sweets. You want to buy the sweets with this here quarter? And at that, her eyes light up. Now now you roll your, uh, now you can uh, roll your, your and charm. And it's an 11. That's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is a success. Okay. They will do it as long as you reward them as promised. 
All right. Uh, so she shovels the rest of the sugar from the spoon in her mouth, and uh, she spits the spoon out on the table, and she hops up, and she goes, Gimme! Oh, let me, after we're done having our chat. And her mama goes, Don't you go, don't you go filling their heads with none of that nonsense about monsters. Oh, no, I want to hear everything you have to say. And yeah, so that's what she tells you. Oh, you guys want me to actually give you the... God damn it. I gotta give you the actual information. Yeah, bud. Man, where's, yeah, your, bud. where's your sense of imagination, Almost like guys? it's a Come murder on. mystery, and you're the one giving us all of the mystery. Jenny, not Janie, runs into the other room, and uh, Jeff, roll an act under pressure. Fuck, okay. <laughs> What's that plus? Cool. Cool. Six. That's still a failure, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Six or less. Yeah. Cool. Doing great, bud. <laughs> the toddler runs by. And she swipes your cord right out of your hand. Ah. Just, just yoinks that shit on the way by. Like, you try to pull your hand back, but you were not quick enough. Well, yeah. well, you better give me what you owe me. A deal's a deal, then. She moves into the other room, and she just goes, I know, over the back of her shoulder as she moves into a small room in the house. You just hear Petunia call out, Don't you go filling their heads with nonsense now, you hear? You you keep saying that. Janny is going to uh, run after the child. <laughs> I, will, I will follow. Yeah, so she just ducks into what you guess is her room. It's not much of a just room. It's just got a- this group of strangers and her family just piled up in the doorway, like following this kid around. <laughs> That's exactly how having children works, Jay. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so she just props herself up on a wardrobe, and she goes, "So what? What you want to hear? I want to hear the whole story of what happened that awful night." Everything you I saw. keep telling everybody, and they get all worked up. I saw monsters. Tell me about the monsters. What kind of monsters? They took Daddy. Wh- what kind of monsters? What did they look like? Well, there was a big bird, and it was flying in the sky in front of the in front of the clouds, and it was flapping its wings, and it was kind of pretty. And then, uh, and then there was there was the man in the cart, and he was really scary, and he I think he got Daddy. What did the man in the cart look like? White, like. Like white but as like a sheet? Not, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, oh, like the paper, Miss Waters. Like that nice, expensive paper you guys have. White like that. Oh, white is a piece of... Uh, white is a piece of paper, then. Uh, but that that really fancy kind. What is it? Uh, Veloom? Yes, very good. Which, for those of you who may not know, Vellum is... It's pretty white, but it's also got kind of a yellow, waxy texture to it. And it's just random fact. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> so, white is a sheet of vellum. Vellum? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. And his... And his features? Yeah. He was big and scary. Did he have long hair or short hair? I couldn't tell. How was he dressed? I, uh, in clothes. He had a jacket, and was, uh, he had big boots on. Was his dress closer to mine or closer to... to uh, she points at mosses. Of course, of course. Not like mine. No, you look weird. <laughs> okay. From the mouths of children. <laughs> now, Jenny, that's not very nice. Hey, fair. It's true. It's true. Look, they're weird. She points at Orgy again. I look in a mirror. <laughs> I don't see anything. No. <laughs> Orgy was a vampire all along. Uh, um. All right. And that's all you saw? You saw the big pretty bird in the sky? Yeah. And you seen the, uh... The, the man in the scary wagon. scary man in the wagon. The scary man in the wagon, yeah. And that's it. What, uh, what, what wagon was he in? I don't know. 
A broken wagon. The wagon with your so your, your dad's your dad, wagon or with your uncle? No, no, he was he was behind my daddy's wagon. He was in his own wagon. Oh, he was in his own wagon. What yeah. did the wagon look like? Well, you can't catch a wagon on foot. Everybody knows that they move too fast. So, you know what? You're right. So, was did he have horses with his wagon? No. Well, what was drawing his wagon? Water. Water was drawing the wagon. Yeah. Uh-oh. Or at least that's what it looked like. Riding on a no, wave. It was water. Riding on a wave of water, or like the water was pulling. What's it. a wave? Yeah, she ain't never seen the the ocean. She don't know what a wave was, is. Was it like? Was it like? Uh, was it <laughs> was like it the wagon? Small was it like the wagon was driving on a river, or was the river pulling the wagon? Yeah. Weird. Okay, so both. Yeah. Like a so, boat. Like a. So it was on. Was it a the boat? Water. But it was carrying yeah, the water. Yeah, boats are on water. What? Boat, boats go on water. G- yes, G- that's Ginny, correct. What was the last thing that you saw? Auntie Petunia's hands. She she was she was trying to cover up my eyes because I was I was saying I saw monsters, but I don't I don't know what happened after that. Uh, I turned to Aunt Petunia. Do Do you remember this moment? I remember her. I told you I heard her screaming about monsters. I, I covered her eyes to try to get her to calm down because I mean we all know monsters ain't real. I was just trying to make sure she didn't fall out. It got right bouncy, bumping around quite Were a bit. Were you looking the same direction as her? Well, I was just looking at her. I was just trying to make sure she stayed in. Ah. I, I didn't really see right what was going on. Yeah, she was she was busy controlling the horses. Seems hard to miss. Yeah, I was helping I was I was helping Grant, honey, with with the horses and then I was helping just to make sure we didn't lose her too, you know? Yes. I, Kids fall I, out I of understand. wagons all the time. It it don't go well for them. I understand. You don't need to defend yourself. No, I, I just didn't see nothing. That's all. I wish I could help you more. No, that's fine. I just wanted to know if there was anything that could corroborate. Um, okay. uh, do we have any holds? Are we going to do investigate a mystery? I feel like this time around, Marley has definitely led this one. I would just like to help him. Yeah. Um, do my two holds prior of what it is and what it does, do those have ring any clearer now? Is it like, oh, so, this is like uh, this kind of death spirit, maybe? Marley doesn't know what a Thunderbird is, right? Right. Like, not like the thing. But right. this kid described a bird that was – so you're, you're thinking that there's some sort of rain spirit involved because there was a bird flying through the sky with storm clouds behind it. That seems right. that seems fairly obviously connected to those two things. But, like, it, you don't know if that's in any way at all connected to the actual accident. Yeah. And then um, – uh, Yeah, then I'm you just You know gonna... that the, the, the scary man, mm-hmm. uh, as far as you can tell, sounds like she was describing someone dead. Right, that would be the death spirit that I'd already previously thought about. Yeah, and he was riding on a broken wagon, which, you know, again, dead things have a tendency to just sort of break reality on on terms of broken stuff, doing stuff. Okay, Uh, then I'm going to look at Jenny, I'm going to go, well, you earned your quarter there. I think I've got about all I need out out of your stories, and I appreciate... You got any sweets? Telling me what you had. I don't have any sweets on me. All I had was that quarter. Okay, and she leaves. <laughs> uh, I turn to Petunia and I go, Thank you kindly for letting us in, the, in your your home, no matter how temporary it may be. And uh, for answering all our questions, you were... She starts to say something. Kind and gracious. And, like she opens her mouth and holds up her hand, and then you hear the back door open, and she just bolts. Because <laughs> <laughs> the toddler has kept fucking going. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, supposing we should go check on uh, some other leads then. Yes, thank you, Jacobson, uh, for allowing us in your home and everything. 
Uh, y'all say you're, y'all say you're trying to help, and I pre- we all appreciate that. You know, it's it's horrible to have that happen to anybody, and if we can help that not happen, somebody else that would just be, uh, you know, that's the best thing I think we could do, right? That's our whole plan. Absolutely, I believe we'll have it all cleared up for you here in no time. He hands you your hats, and uh, he he walks you to the door. Yeah, Marley takes his hat, steps outside, and after you've gone a few steps away from the house, Marley goes. Well, I don't mean to be taking the lead from Detective Moss and his company, but I believe next we're going to the, uh, the natives. But, uh, if anybody wants to make a stop and get more prepared, that's about towards where the danger is, according to all the stories. tavern goer it is i ryan i'm here to tell you that in case you haven't noticed we just finished a monstrous campaign our first campaign which means there's gonna be a second which we are working on currently but until we can bring you torchlit tavern season two campaign two we've got your favorite holiday apps coming at you nice and hot if these holiday hijinks aren't enough to tide you over until the next campaign Mosey your way on over to twitch.tv slash torchlitavern where you'll find Jeff leading a bunch of friends through a little thing that he likes to call Wacko Mundo. And maybe even a few behind the scenes things about Campaign 2. You can find that on Wednesdays, like I said, on Twitch. What Wednesday? I don't know off the top of my head, but you know where you can find that information on our socials. That is at Torchlit Tavern on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on all those wonderful things. Even Patreon, if you really like us and want to give us a little money to keep doing what we're doing. And you know where else you can even find us? TorchlitTavern.com. Questions, comments, concerns, send them there. Or to any of the places that I just mentioned. Well, that's all I got for you uh, today, but until next time, gang, smell you later. Our theme song was written and originally performed by Mason Santos. All music and sound effects for this episode were brought to you by Epidemic Sound. Check out our referral link to their website in the episode description. Additional sounds in this episode are brought to us by freesound.org. This episode was edited by Ryan Santos and Jameson Oxford. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget, Heroes is boring.